3: Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show, the first PGP of 2023. Hopefully you enjoyed last week's three-hour gargantuan Permission Granted Podcast. All 12 of the DAs in ranked form and order and full reaction from them. So if you missed that, you can listen back to last week's PGP, the 12 days of Christmas, three hours worth. So now this is PGP 2023, and the gang is back together. and It feels good to be back. And I know one thing that aggravated Mirage last weekend. I didn't even have to talk to him about it. I wanted to save it for the PGP. <laughs> Pat Boyle wearing a hard hat. Greg is wearing a hard hat. Me wearing a hard hat and us calling each other and ourselves hard hat guys. Da. A lot of
1: times in sports, you game plan for an opponent, and I have been through. Now this is year ten of CBS Sports Radio. Too many weeks off where you're not off, where I know I'm coming back, or something's going to happen. Whether it's perfect grades of oinks, whether it's you know whatever you know the the missives like your Bill Belichick on what needs to happen. Something I knew, so I got through Christmas Eve and Christmas, <laughs> and I woke up Monday and I said, "All right, CBS Sports Radio, da the da show is going to happen." I said, "I'm going to be." Sort of on Twitter, sort of not. I'm going to try to take a beat. I said, but he's got something up his sleeve. I said, I don't know what it is. I know something's going to happen. <laughs> and when I saw the hard hats later in the week, including that stupid Instagram video with you fake typing, do and basically, you know, Caserta and Boyle looking like they were trying out for the village people, I knew that that was your maneuver. And I laughed. I enjoyed it. I just want to know where you got the stupid hard hats.
3: Well, What do you mean, maneuver? What do you think that was?
1: Well, I think it was you knew that you were here. And let's face it, I I personally enjoyed, we had a side group text of a lot of rattling Pete's cages with scheduling. That was probably, honestly, I was off and that was my favorite part of the week, whether I was off or working. So I knew that that was your shot at Pete. Pete's off, I'm here. That was what DA was saying. Now here's my shot at Meraz. So. I knew something was uh, – me not being here and you being here meant I'm going to show them or, or really try to tick them off. And, by the way, I've done it. So, uh, it's I, I understand it. When you're off, uh, me and Bogus have fun. But I, that was your move. I call myself a hard hat guy, and you put hard hats on the guys that aren't
3: hard hat guys. Well, you always call yourself a hard hat guy. And I don't even know why. But You know, I work a
1: lot of doubles. I'll cut first one in, last one out, <laughs> yeah, put the hard hat but on. you're not <laughs> – you're
3: not the first one in or the last one out. <laughs> no, I am the first one in. I'm definitely the first one out, though. That's the difference. <laughs> so so I told Pat before the week began, I go, Pat, we're going to do hard hat guy stuff next week, okay? <laughs> so make sure. you. That
1: was, was predetermined a week out?
3: Yeah. I said, make sure you get a hard hat. He said, okay, I think my buddy has one or we might have one at the house or something. I, <laughs> I went to... Rhode Island to visit my in-laws for Christmas Eve. And there was an Army-Navy surplus store. I'm looking online. How am I going to find a hard hat? Where am I going to get one? Oh, I can't Army-Navy surplus store. Go in there. And sure enough, they've got one old hard hat. But it's red. And I'm like, it looks like a fireman's hat. <laughs> it looks like a Fisher-Price fireman's hat. But I'm going to buy this. So Pat brought in the yellow one. I had the red one. And my plan was all week we wear hard hats doing the show so that on the simulcast, the video is me talking to Boyle and we're in hard hats. How stupid. And we're doing hard hat radio. Hard and then, hat radio. It's <laughs> a good name. And then <laughs> caps off, so no simulcast. So I had this visual bit lined up, and there was nowhere to use it.
1: Right. Another guy, not a hard hat guy. Cap, nowhere to be found.
3: No hard hat guys to be found. So I didn't have an excuse to use it all week. Finally, on Friday, before we get out of here, I go, we got to do something with this. So I told Caserta to wear the hard hat, turn around, point at me, say hard hat guy. Where did he get one? That was Boyle's.
1: Oh, okay.
3: Boyle did it as well. And then I did it with mine. And then I pieced it together for Instagram. And, you know, it would have worked way better as a running theme throughout the week. Like this is our hard hat week. But huh. it was it was kind of foiled because Cat was out and, and no simulcast. All so, right. So
1: I'm just going to tell you from my vantage point, and you mentioned those fire hats. I was under the assumption those were plastic hard hats, fake ones that by chance happened to be lying around where you were like, oh, this would be funny. I didn't know that this was preplanned yeah. or that those were real hard hats. That almost makes it worse the lengths you went to to do this.
3: And I was, I was hoping that you would be annoyed because... I know the thing is, we all like our days off, but when somebody's working and you're off, there is a little insecurity or paranoia that sets in. Of course. Especially around the holidays when you take a long time off. And so all yeah, well, you...
1: First of all, you take three-day week. Come week. We took a week off. I mean, well, you normal took... society takes a week vacation. <laughs> you're the oddball.
3: Well, you guys, were you here for Christmas Eve the previous Friday? Yeah, me and Bogus did it. Oh, because I took you that. Were day not here. Yeah, but I was here the whole week. Yeah. So, I knew that I could tweak you guys because there's always a little bit of, like, what's going on in the show? Who's working? What's going on? Yeah, so, yeah. I knew I could get you to, in a little place like that. So, I thought the hard hat thing would be a little tweak to all you guys.
1: It was. And I finally commented something on your Instagram. I had, like, the third time I just see it. And i upside down about you. See, these guys are wearing a hard hat. <laughs> so I, I had enough. <laughs> and, it, and It annoyed me more when other people were noticing and then bringing it to my attention.
3: And the best thing is I got tweets about it and dms or or instagram messages that were like hey thanks for being hard hat guys this week it was really oh, good to have you <laughs> so that was real. that was great it was get great. real. it was great i will say that from there was a reality of being a hard hat guy last week now it is funny to talk about anything in radio terms as hard hat guys because all we're doing is turning on microphones and talking So nothing's really that physical of labor. There's no real blue collar nature to this, even though that's what you get off on talking about all the time, (laughs) which is just silly. But I I encountered something that I never have ever experienced. I did my morning show, this morning show all five days. And then I did afternoons on WFAN local side in New York, Thursday, Friday. I went into Thursday morning thinking, wow, I got four shows in a row to do. It's tough. And four hours on the DA show and four and a half hours on the fans. So I had eight and a half hours to do two straight days. And there was a moment Thursday morning on Thursday morning show where I yelled about something. I forget what I was ranting about. And the back of my voice cracked a little bit. Oh you know, one of those things where you scream loud enough and then suddenly you've you've created a little bit of a
1: Yeah. Oh, like if somebody were to yell, finally, <laughs> finally win an opener, Arr, like that, and then you can't speak in the air the next day, yes.
3: Yes. And I said, oh bleep, I've got, I've got 16 and a half, I got 17 hours of radio to go. And you're mentally defeated if you're counting them by the hour. And I said, I can't blow out my voice now. So if you listen back to Thursday's show, Thursday morning, and then Friday morning show, I dialed back my whole voice it was not it was not loud and rambunctious and screamy and whatever you ran the ball I had to run the ball for two shows to make sure I got to Friday afternoon and had something left cuz also had I not been able to do Friday afternoon show it was christmas or new year's eve's eve or whatever that was no one was around to do the show <laughs> <laughs> no one was around. Bosses wouldn't have even answered to try to find a replacement. You couldn't have hosted Friday morning for me. Nobody around here could have hosted Friday afternoon for me. So I had to really back off. So it was a hard hat week in that way.
1: Oh, yeah. Showing hard up week. and
3: making sure.
1: <laughs> Just so you know, I'm also doing another four hours of radio today and this podcast with you. So okay. hard hats.
3: That's true. But, it but, but forget even at home. You didn't solo host this morning. True. So I was solo hosting morning, solo hosting afternoon, Four straight but days.
1: Boyle had the hard hat on. Throw him some passes. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I you tried. You can't wear the hard hat. You better, <laughs> you better pick up a hammer.
3: I tried. The second part was, I'm glad you picked up on teasing Pete about the schedule over text.
1: When I tell you, <laughs> a week off, which sounds like a great idea, I'll hang out with the kids all week. Family in from North Carolina. I mean, I had the Cousin Eddie week, which is just another story. I mean, it was eggplant flying at Christmas Eve. When I tell you, I had gone through enough crap that every day the scheduling <laughs> nightmares and the shots at, wow, there's a lot of scuttlebutt. DA would text me, bogish, bloody, kaplan A lot of scuttlebutt, you know, problems in the newsroom. Can't believe the scheduling, Pete. And it was every single day. And I know that it was bothering Pete because I got two sidebar texts throughout the week from Pete. Could you believe this guy? I need to hear this on my week off. And I fed right into I go, well, Pete, he's not wrong. I mean, it's tough. This uh, it was my favorite part of the week. Note, I, I, I would rather you text me than ever experience Christmas morning unwrapping gifts with my family again.
3: Well, it's so funny because Christmas week to New Year's week, I have a lot of experience working this week because I, I oftentimes work this whole week, and I, and I do enjoy it. Part of the reason is that I love the football that's going on. Part of the reason is I much. Value my summer Fridays much more, but also part of the thing is I love that it's a ghost town around here. Totally, I love punching in. Nobody's around. No bosses. No sales. No engineers. No. no- it's just quiet and nice. You do your job. You punch out of here. It's almost like a, it's almost like working half days because nobody's around.
1: Yeah, I I actually felt this way on. Monday show when I came in for my first day back, you were from home. Me, and Pete walked around. It it might as well be Christmas Day. It was treated like New Year's Day. Parking around yes. here, there was nobody to be seen. Yeah, because it technically was still a company holiday. You're right. right. Yeah.
3: So, but the thing was, it was such a skeleton crew all of last week. There was nobody around producing wise either. So the newsroom was quiet. No tape ops. No backup producers. No anybody. Everybody's just gone.
1: What you see is what you get.
3: So there were scheduling hiccups. Now, I don't know if they were Pete's fault. It sounded like they weren't Pete's fault. It sounded like they were happening above Pete. But it did create quite a stir back here. Like, well, I I mentioned they had Pat Boyle hosting an overnight on the local side, coming over and then editing the sports minutes right after the (laughs) shift. I mean, imagine staying. Snap back to reality. Imagine staying up all night hosting a show and then you clock out at 6 a.m. and they're like, Oh, and now hang around for three hours editing sports minutes and and humbling, <laughs> right? Cream moment. Yeah. I'm gonna host
1: locally yeah. on WFAN New York, and then do no offense, basically the most bottom of the barrel job at CBS Sports Radio within the course of the same shift.
3: And people were like, "How could this happen? You got to tape the minutes early so that Pat can get out of here because Pat doesn't want to stick around for three hours until I'm finally doing them." Technically speaking, that normal shift goes to like noon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they're like, "Can you tape it like right now so that he can get him in the can and have him ready?" I'm like, "What is going on?" So That's Pat's like, teeth. "Yeah, I mean, Pat's like I I wasn't supposed to do this, but I guess now I'm doing it." So then I texted you guys like, "This is crazy. Everyone's talking about it because they were." Why is Pat editing minutes after doing an overnight posting? And then Pete said, I, I don't – somebody bagged out on it's, Christmas night or something. It's
1: amazing how much a guy wants responsibility until the going gets tough and the hands get thrown up and it's not him. I've noticed that a lot in Pete's managerial time.
3: There was also – Always
1: blames it on the analytics team when something goes wrong. There was, also
3: a, there was also a day where I think neither Caserta nor Schwartz knew who was working – There might have been...
1: Oh, that happened when I was still
3: here. Right, but then I think it also happened last week. Oh, shocking. And then there was one or two other things that kind of like were blowing up behind the scenes. Nobody had answers, and so I had to text you guys just to let you know because if all hell is breaking off around here, A, I know you guys want to hear about it, but B, it's great fodder because Pete, through gritted teeth, has to answer for the scheduling quirks. It might have
1: been, like, the third one you got to. Let's call it Wednesday last week. And I had, I was doing, like, a half an hour exercise bike ride, and I had, like, the screen up there doing the music and everything. And you texted it. And I'm telling you, it was within, like, six minutes I got a side text from Pete. Do I need this on my week off? And I I will tell you that I don't know what happened for a good 15 minutes of the class I was taking because all I was hammered back was text to Pete and just laughing hysterically. It completely passed the time and it was my moment of Zen getting him stirred up.
3: Okay. 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 Matter of fact, was, I'm going to fall. Yeah. There, there, there was a lot of text texts. One of the texts was two mornings in an, And we've been filled with confusion and concerns over scheduling. I'm trying to settle the choppy waters, but it's tough.
1: That's so good. And by the way, I was wrong. He snapped earlier. It was Tuesday morning. (laughs) I'm going to get these back-to-back texts. When was that one?
3: (laughs) I think that was Tuesday morning.
1: Okay, so that was the one. Tuesday, I got two texts. Do I need this crap on my week (laughs) off? This isn't my fault. My ass. Two minutes later. Remind me to bother his phone during his twelve Fridays off this time. And that was the one, that was the text that got me. And I'm sitting there doing the stupid bike laughing my ass off.
3: Oh, oh. There is also Monday. <laughs> Boyle got a schedule email to him that said we were on simulcast. So he got all dressed up. Right. And Marie in Denver was very excited to see Pat Boyle. She's got the hots for Boyle. Of course, yeah. So he did his hair. He dressed up. He comes in. He goes, wait a sec. We're not on simulcast? I go, no. Cap's off all week. He goes, would have been nice to know that so I didn't spend all this time getting ready. And I go, oh, I thought it was on the schedule. So I texted you guys.
1: That was right, And there were
3: two different schedules. The one that Pete sent had it blacked out. And that was posted here in the newsroom. But Boyle didn't see that until he showed up. The one email to the whole staff said Cat was on simulcast. And yeah. then again, Bilotti threw up his hands.
1: Yeah, well, uh, of course. Bilotti wants the scheduling power, doesn't. I, uh, the only thing I'm going to be team peed on that for is we've seen Boyle with the stream show up with sweatpants on. True. So if he had to get ready on a, you know what, so what? You, what? you had to look the part because we're only on radio? And that's me saying that.
3: So then... Oh, he was real annoyed. (laughs) I know. So, so, so so I said. So, so (laughs) it was just all about like tweaking everything about the whole scheduling thing. So that was Monday, no stream. Then Monday also was Boyle's doing overnight, the overnight show, then doing the minutes. And then so I tweeted or I texted you guys. I'm not blaming you, Pete, but people were in shock and awe around the newsroom. Shock and awe—that was the one. Yeah. Shock and awe. So then oh. I said, Boyle's upset. Marie in Denver says she stayed up all night to watch Pat of the Stream. She's heartbroken. Oh. So that's also to right. Pete. And he
1: basically was like, "I don't give a damn about Marie." No
3: offense. <laughs> so he had it. So that. So then we get to Tuesday. Schwartz says. I unknowingly got bumped off Thursday. I was on Thursday. I don't know what happened. I said major questions surrounding the schedule.
1: <laughs> like it was like your chef there breaking the news. And let me tell you, that wasn't the only shrapnel pee caught that week. You don't even know something else that happened behind the scenes. Monday you had Carlos with a K in, not Pat Boyle, not hard hat guy. And Carlos with a K. What is it called it's a football Sunday the night before, and Carlos with a K is very nervous. I don't even remember what the – oh, was it Christmas? It was Christmas night. I'm at Christmas dinner, and I got, like, five texts right from Carlos. I'm like, do I need this right now? And it's all about him already going through the folder and can't find any of the notes, certain elements. And I'm like, Carlos, I don't have this in front of me. I go, i got to be honest with you, Pete labels it all. Pete, it's, it's all labeled by Pete. This guy doesn't answer me. His labeling's a mess. I said, I've been there. I said, the only thing I can tell you is I know the stuff is there and exists. But on Christmas night, Carlos with a K is is cold. Christmas night is ruined because of Pete's labeling.
3: That's unbelievable. Yeah, he was he was really flustered that he was going to mess something up. But Carlos with a K did a great job. Oh. He was on point.
1: Scheduling labeling, boy, rough week for Pete off.
3: And so then, <laughs> and then Pete responds when I said Schwartz said he was unknowingly bumped off Thursday. Pete says, "Tell Schwartz another ale house is opening up." <laughs> and, and then I responded, "Wow, this week is there's been just been a lot of newsroom confusion. It's been so tough around here." <laughs> and then I did the choppy waters one. <laughs> and so then, what we found out was on Thursday, nobody knew who was going to come in for Pete. Pete got bumped on Thursday to the fan onto local side. Ended up being Seth Cantor.
1: Oh, right, Who right, right,
3: rarely gets a DA show shift. And rare is as rare as it gets. <laughs> so I said, wow, Seth Cantor got a DA show call. Really interesting. No response from anybody. We're like, God, come on. And then I said, wow. I think People
1: were tapped out by Thursday. I think so,
3: too. I said, this late scratch is causing a lot of chatter around the newsroom. Again, nothing. I couldn't rope anybody.
1: Pete <laughs> had given up and thrown his, his phone in the water. I here I am thinking, I like Seth. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Put it this way: Tiny Trumpets wasn't playing the music for Seth Cantor opening up the doors on Thursday. And
3: then, and then Friday, I had one less salvo. Schwartz brought his son in. To watch him do the I'd And watch. that was a good trigger. said, Oh, wow, Schwartz has brought his kid into work today. This has been some week. <laughs> and Volkish responded, this is why people take this week off, DA. <laughs> everybody had had it with your nonsense yeah, by the end of the week. I know. Everybody had had it. The hard hat videos. Your
1: stupid Christmas
3: leftovers videos. You know, it's, it's how I get my... It's how I get my kicks, is that oh. when I'm working and nobody else is, I just love to get the reaction. It's like you on Twitter, but oh. I, I don't like to do it on Twitter. I like to do it for my friends.
1: Yeah. I like to see. And I will tell you, there were definitely a couple a couple moments. I was on the couch, Peyton's <laughs> handing me, what, and I got to get this. Who are you texting right now? Well, your stuff's going on at work. Getting us all in trouble. I know, and oh, by man. the way. If Pete's telling you that, could you imagine the things he said to his wife oh, about you man. this week? Forget about oh, it.
3: Oh, he cursed me up and down a bridge <laughs> no all, doubt week.
1: About oh, it. all
3: week. <laughs> no doubt. Oh man, it gives me so much joy. But let me tell you, last point here is that the simulcast not happening last week was devastating for a lot of people. Moist pork said he didn't know what to do with himself. He he can't do the show without the video portion.
1: Now, on one hand, I think that's great. I love that our viewers have gotten disaccustomed used to it. I think it's awesome. On the other hand, Moist Pork's gotta calm down. It's a holiday <laughs> week. I mean, and the guy behind the whole master of this whole thing is Cap. I mean we, we strung this thing together with two cups and a string when he was on paternity leave. Right. Can the guy take a week? Right. I mean, you, you are able on the same apps to hit listen live. You can listen.
3: And that's what I told Moise Pork. I said, look at how we've all become conditioned. I said, there was four and a half years where we were not on a simulcast. Right. They used to be only audio only. Right. So, you know, you... If you got to deal with five shows with no video, we'll survive.
1: And not for nothing. If he's only watching all four hours and never listening, and we get a lot of listeners that try to do a hybrid of both, I get on Upside Down Mike a lot for the tweets while he's working. Moist pork, what's he doing at this fashion store? <laughs> does he ever have to do a fitting? Sitting there for four hours watching the show every day? Mr. Fashion, does he work
3: he do- at all? He doesn't open until ten. I guess. Ten oh one.
1: I guess that's it. That must be the answer. Epic
3: fail airs, he unlocks the door.
1: Yeah. All right, come in. We'll give you a collar
3: stay. <laughs> but Marie in Denver, devastated she couldn't watch Pat Boyle, you know, comb his hair in the morning. A little disturbing. She loves Boyle. Yeah. She loves Boyle. She's got
1: got the hots for him.
3: Boyle's got a certain something. Je ne sais quoi. He's got a tough guy attitude. He's a handsome guy. He's athletic. He
1: is a hard hat guy. He
3: is. He would look really good working on a, like a construction team.
1: Yeah, if you gave him, like, a hot summer cut-off muscled shirt, (laughs) kind of like that (laughs) cementy dirt-stained hard hat with the boots on and the jeans, that's a hubba-hubba for a lot of female listeners. Yeah,
3: he would look good. (laughs) He He really would. would. He Girls would whistle at him as he was working. You're
1: right. You're right. He'd do the wink back and <laughs> hangs a two-by-four.
3: But then Moise Pork says, I quote, I can't wait for this week to be over.
1: You know, can anybody take
3: a week off? <laughs> or just listen to the show, It's
1: pretty good. When Moise Pork takes the kids to Disney World, or any of us like, hey, Moise, you better get back here and listen to us? Give me a break.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, so the simulcast is back, although I don't know if Cap's back. He I think we started getting into his head at the end of last year, the end of twenty twenty two with him versus Pete. I don't know. I think that no, having a little baby is the baby's throwing him off. Because yeah. I
1: will tell you, Cap had a similar feeling to me and definitely similar feeling to Pete. I caught Cap on Tuesday morning, finally, hey Cap, how you know, how was your week off? How was everything? It's just not the same anymore. That was what he told me. It's just wow. not the same anymore. So it's taxing. I, yeah. I, the kids' stuff, you know, enjoy a cat running around knocking over things. It changes you, it taxes you. Work becomes vacation, sounds like a great idea until you're on it, and then work becomes the vacation.
3: Yeah. What we're seeing from all you guys is with little kids, you'd rather come to work.
1: Yeah, and I'd rather take as many hours everywhere else as possible to keep myself time consumed and I don't have to do anything with them. <laughs> That's my plan for January. Happy holidays. Yes. As many doubles as you can give me, yes, please.
3: All right, well, I'm going to have to pay up a lot of beers next PGP, that's for oh, sure. I love Next it. week.
1: Yeah, or just wait till next year because apparently <laughs> that's what you do. <laughs> it's almost offensive if Bogus wins the Bruja and he gets his beer right away, and I just sit here and wait a year for a six-pack.
3: That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. I'm just getting demolished in the Bruja. All right, that's side A. Here's side B.
0: Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high.
3: It is far. It is gone.
2: Stream minor league affiliates.
3: The Midwest League home run leader.
2: And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month.
3: Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez
2: Subscribe to AtBat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
1: Howdy-doo-doo-doo. Welcome into the first side B of the PGP in 2023. How are you? Hello, bogish. A lot
2: of rhyming for me. It's Mraz. It's you. What's going on, pal? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I forgot that we're. This is this is the debut of 2023. Good job by us. Thanks you, for reminding me.
1: Yeah, and we are taping this on Wednesday. Obviously, Monday, Tuesday, you did writer than you. So the gang is all back together. The DA show back together for year 2023, and now the longest standing morning show in CBS Sports Radios history, and now 10 year history. So we're fired up about that. And we could start the year, bogish, with a big win for you or perhaps another loss. The Brujaha, as you and I would have to text in picks, as we were both off last week, is taking a turn. You now currently lead after a big New Year's Day. Remember, you were the one bringing in the dolly full of beers. Yeah. You know, kids eating ramen for a long time after yeah. that. You were on the verge of potentially winning beers. However... In the rules and the twist of irony, the rules that were created to make sure what happened to you didn't happen to you again or anybody else again. Yeah. The strategic three case games, you have to use them. Everything else is a max of six. First of all, I think has been an enormous success It has kept the numbers, I think, in an appropriate state. Although DA can still find himself in a major hole somehow. Yeah. And number two, put you in a spot where it's basically winning in. You are the Packers on Sunday Night Football. <laughs> yeah. But in a big way, you could be down a bunch of beers because you have to use a case. So, thoughts, nerves, and you know, just give your feelings on the
2: new process, the new system compared to last year. Well, let's begin with the fact that, by my count, I've already won. Because I'm not owing anybody 234 beers like last year. Okay. So, I've already avoided that fate. So, so far, so good. And I can't finish last, so I'll take that as a win as well. And I I, I don't have the sheet in front of me, but I think, in
1: theory... Because of the lead you have, like, at most you might, oh, if I, because I'm the only one that could win, other than you, 18 beers, right. something like that. I mean, great. I might give right. you that
2: for fun on a regular day because we're just that tight. So I've right. already won. If I actually win, great. And I just did get confirmation. I have been flexed to Sunday night because I am a winner in game. That's it. So well, that's good. Okay. Well, Aaron Rodgers is their primetime draw. So I guess you are a primetime draw. Thank you very much. So
1: so with that, because of what you've already gone through as a human being and owing as many <laughs> yeah. years as you have. Yeah. I was going to say, is there a set of nerves knowing how much pressure there is now to win this thing? But my guess is you feel loosey-goosey. Like, you're
2: okay losing yeah. based on the way you lost last year. I, I My fear has always been both ends of the spectrum. I didn't want to end up owing what I owed last time at 200-plus beers. I've also, and I said this before, as we were beginning last year, I was afraid of winning 200 beers because I didn't know where they would go. And my wife's already mad that I've got 24 in the garage fridge, so if I came back with 24 cases, (laughs) I'd be in a lot of trouble. So either way, I'm in a good spot now, but, like, competitively, I do – I do want to win. And as we sit here Wednesday with a game now on Monday and I got to use my last case game, I still don't know where I'm going because that 13 points is a lot of points. Now, remember, we did
1: all year or all season. We had this problem last year where... I always at first end up going first a bunch. Then I have to remind people I shouldn't go first every time that becomes a competitive disadvantage. What we did last year was we all wrote down our pick on a piece of paper, basically crumbled it, and Pete the Body had to reveal everybody's picks, which I think is the fair way to do it. Do you – and you don't have to tell me clearly. Do you have a hunch on which way you're leaning? Because the thing is, the amount of beers last year, that's what was crazy at the end, right, was how many beers do I bet on this game because I don't know where I want to end up. Yeah. But for you, you know the – the amount you have to bet is 24 beers. Right. So do you know in
2: your mind where you're going? Well, I, I mean, I have not made my decision yet, but I will say that, you know, listen, clearly when this began, this the, the idea was, where am I going to use the case games? And like DA, I, ch- I said at the beginning, like, I'm just not using one early because I want to know where I am. I don't want to get into a big hole I want to use them to rescue myself or like throw a knockout punch later on. Plus those early games, they're really hard to know what's gonna happen in them right. because those are the games where coaches have gone and transfer portals and opt outs. So like right. ha- there's less meaning. I get it. And and there's just less certainty. Now you picked a good one with Fresno. That was smart. I liked that game and but I only went here's my full six for this one. I never crossed my mind to go case game. And in my head all along I thought Georgia was good enough that I was going to use two of my case games on Georgia's two games. Yeah, I got it. But you know that also too. You know, you just you know, by that point though, you know, am I going to be too far behind? I, am I waiting too long on Georgia? So, but so that that's my overriding thought was Georgia was the team, and rightfully so, I guess, was that I was most confident. Now I would lost twenty four on Georgia in the semifinal, so now where do I go? That's what's interesting. Yes, and specifically in retrospect. I'm a little disappointed. I wanted to put... As I, we got to the end, and then I was like, oh, I got to find... <laughs> mark that one. I was like, I got to actually have case games to use. Like, I didn't use them early by default, but I didn't then look ahead to go, where are the three or four games that could be case games? So when I actually sat down and looked a few days ahead, I liked that Alabama game. I had Georgia in mind. Alabama was one I I had with. Michigan in mind, and I had the LSU game in mind, because Purdue's got nobody left. Yeah. And I was, th- you know, can I, but then the number was 15. That felt like too much to put a case That's, game on. Yeah, I bet Purdue, yeah. So I stayed away from it. And then LSU won 100 to 2. So I could be sitting here right now, almost kind of having won the thing. You're right. And being just betting a beer on somebody and, you know, this being done.
1: I, I, Alabama was big for me last year, and I always had Alabama in the back of my mind. Right. I thought Saban is going to want to send the message ahead of next year, which I could have been wrong on. So I thought, here's the deal. When it came out with three case games, that was so we settled on. I immediately played offense by playing defense or defense by playing offense. My thought process, which has worked well for me because now I know I'm not owing a ton of beers, right. was DA is definitely – I know DA, like the back of mine, He's going to use both playoff games in the national championship. So if we get to the point that I'm also doing that, if we're picking the same games, I can't, I can't win if they're going to be decided with right. other beers. So I would rather hand-pick games that I felt extremely confident that I was going to bet with my own money along the way – and then boom, boom, boom. And honestly, I almost went three for three, but freaking Syracuse backdoor yeah. covered versus Minnesota. So, yeah, I, I, it was all about strategy. This is a
2: game of strategy. Yeah, it's like risk. And you probably did risk it, with beers. And and you probably did it right. At least to use one on the earlier side to set the tone. Either get yourself ahead, right? So we're playing catch up, or no. I'm in an extra 24-beer hole right now.
1: And by the way, if I waited till the playoff, my picks would have been Michigan and Georgia. Right. And I would have lost 48 beers. Yep. So I am very comfortable where I stand because I know if I didn't do what I did, I would have been completely screwed. Yeah. Uh, real quickly, before we let you get on the way out the door, we did a lot on side A on this. D.A. Boyle Caserta did the whole hard hat gimmick because, I mean, you know, gimmick. they had to work last week. Now,
2: did that at any point bother you? Roll your oh, ice? yeah. It bothered you? I mean, I... Gr- Caserta and Boyle can get a break. They're here. They're actually doing the hard hat time. Like, that's the week. And I, we've both lived that life when yeah. you're not the full-time regular guy and Thanksgiving and summers and, and yeah, Christmas. of course, you're appreciative. That weekends, normally, that's where you got to work. By the way, when you work those, and that's how you, like, me and you can feel
1: comfortable right. now taking off because we paid dues, yeah. so to speak. Right. I just,
2: I don't need DA with staged Instagram videos in his hard hat. Because he worked that week Because he took off every Friday in the summer I mean, come on <laughs>
1: I mean, And the irony, right? He's taken off a lot of days after big sport moments Yeah, too, I mean, right? come on. That was always
2: the running There's joke There's no hard hat there Caserta the Boyo, fine I don't need You knew, though, D.A. was going to do something while we were out I mean, of course But, like, this bizarro, like, village people act
1: No, no very thanks <laughs> oh, Now, what did you think of the text that came in about Pete's scheduling and leaving the newsroom a mess? Because those I actually enjoyed
2: I mean, of course whether it's right or wrong, that it's Pete's fault. I love it. And he knew it was going to happen. And I'm actually a little disappointed that there now, wasn't
1: more drama. Now be honest. Mm-hmm. You don't have to tell me what he said. Cause I admitted on Saturday, I got them. Did you get any side text from Pete about his frustrations with DA's text? Um, or did he only outlet that to me?
2: No, I got a next time everyone else is on vacation. I'll bother them or something, something about like of leave course. me alone while I'm on break. Of Just course. something like that. Of course. But I don't remember if it was what, what specifically it was responding to, but it was a, just a generic, like, uh, next time you're on break, I'm going to get you or something like that. I do have to admit, I hate when I get needled.
1: DA's scheduling texts were my favorite part of my Christmas vacation.
2: <laughs> that could was be... his gift
1: to you. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was great. It was great. All right, Bogey, where could everybody follow you on the new
2: well, year? Well, first of all, I just want to point out, that I, said, I said shed earlier. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to still just be safe to put the explicit label yeah. on there so we do not get in trouble sure. again. But uh, otherwise, at Andrew Bogish. And you can follow me at CBS. Go build a shed, everyone. Have a great week.